Well then, so what is your name and how do you spell it? It's Harry Harris. It's H-A-R-R-Y-H-A-R-R-I-S. What is your history within the Francis Howell School District? What is your educational background? Uh, so, as far as my personal education or just being involved in education? Uh, your personal education, please. Gotcha. So, I uh, grew up in Hazelwood, in North County, uh, St. Louis. And once I graduated from there, I uh, did a few years at uh, Maryville University. Then I transferred to Truman State University in Kirksville. Uh, I graduated with my uh, BS in psychology from there. I then went on to Bowling Green State University in Ohio, Bowling Green, Ohio, and I graduated with my master's degree in college student personnel, um, which means I pretty much work with college students. And so that's what I've been doing for about uh, I think we're in like year 22 or so now. Uh, I did a little bit of work in residence life, but currently work in advising at uh, the University of Missouri-St. Louis. So I've been there almost 20 years. Uh, what made you decide to run for the Board of Education? So I've been pretty involved um, in a number of different committees and organizations kind of centered around um, information and policies within the district. Um, I previously served on a uh, human resources um, committee for the district when we were looking at improving uh, diverse students, or excuse me, diverse uh, teaching and teachers and staff within the district. Uh, I did that for a few years. Uh, I've been involved in an equity committee that was put together uh, under our last superintendent. Um, in 2020, I became involved with a uh, group um, of teachers and parents uh, called Black Voices Matter within the Francis Health School District. And uh, they helped to put on the um, march in summer of 2020 after the George Floyd murder um, and to help bring awareness and, and a voice to all of that. So I've been pretty involved with that um, and, and just following along with a lot of what's going on in our district. Um, had some concerns over the years and have been able to work with a lot of other parents and administrators and teachers uh, to come up with solutions. So, How would you describe yourself as a candidate? As a candidate, uh, I think I'm knowledgeable. Uh, I consider myself level-headed, somebody who's very, very much interested in taking in the whole picture. I'm a very logistical kind of guy. Uh, but I also like to um, enjoy what I'm doing. I, you know, I think when you get on committees or boards or things like that, um, it, it's a lot of work. But you also want to en enjoy it and you want to get to know people and, and find out their experiences, too. So I think all of that kind of mixes together to, to make me the candidate that I am. 
How do you think the Board of Education is doing currently? Um, I think we have a number of board members who have done a lot of great things for our district. Um, I think it's been a tough few years, you know, from everything COVID-related to uh, looking at our finances in our district. Um, I think we've had a number of, of members who've really worked hard um, to, to try to do the best for the district. The board is there to kind of help steer the ship. I mean, you know, the superintendent, the administrators are, are working on a lot of things day to day. But I think that the board is really there to just kind of help them maneuver everything along. Um, I would be remiss if I said I didn't have some concerns. Uh, we've seen some board members who maybe have not made the best choices in saying things about teachers and staff. Uh, we've had some who have been working against uh, diversity and equity within our district, uh, things that are pretty close to my heart. Um, so I, I would hope that as a board member, I would be able to come on and, and uh, help be a part of steering the ship in the right direction. All right. Now, let's talk about the curriculum in the Francis House School District. Overall, how do you think, how do you think what is taught in the schools, do you think it's effective? Do I think what's taught in the schools is effective? Yeah. That's what you said? Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, think, uh, I think it is. And I think when you look at things like our graduation rates, um, when you look at our college placement rates, when you look at the readiness of um, students who uh, graduate and are going out into the workforce, um, everything pretty much points to them being ready um, to go into the different areas that they're going into. Um, so I think that, that we're doing something right with our curriculum. Can there be changes and tweaks that need to be made? Absolutely. But I think overall we've been headed in a pretty good direction. Is there anything in the curriculum that you would try to change if you were elected? Well, again, the the board is really there to kind of, like I said, help help steer the ship. So I don't think that we just run in and start making curriculum changes. Um, if there's anything, I would say just continuing to um, look at the look at the, the curriculum and, and the updates over time that are needed. Um, you know, things in life kind of happen really fast. We're going to have to continually update how we're even our methods of teaching. You know, things are going much more digital. Um, so I think we have to we have to look at that. We have to be careful with how we spend our money when we when we go into those situations. You know, back in my day, you bought a book and that's what you used for the semester, and they could use that book every year. You know, nowadays you guys have digital access to everything. Um, sometimes I have to get updated. How are we updating that? Um, so there, there's different different things that we're having to look at from that perspective. Uh, critical race theory is a subject that has come up in school board elections across the country in the past few years. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and how do you view the school district's current treatments of topics associated with it? It's a great question. Um, well, first of all, uh, critical race theory is something that's taught at a collegiate level. Being somebody who works at the college level, I certainly understood that and, and done a little bit of investigation into that myself. Um, 
unfortunately, I think that that term has been utilized as a very like, uh, as a as a term to kind of divide uh, amongst uh, our community, and I really really don't like that. Um, we are teaching history, and the history of our country, our world, sometimes isn't pretty. So there are things that we we learn about that concern us or that frustrate us or even anger us. Um, but we have to make sure that we keep that history in place um, and that we keep teaching and learning about uh, those sorts of things. And that's not critical race theory. Um, our administrators and, and the district have said time and time again how critical race theory, CRT itself, is not being taught. Um, despite that, there are some folks who continue to push that narrative. Um, it's like if I said that, you know, hey, the sky is blue and somebody keeps saying, no, it's pink. It doesn't mean that it's actually pink. Um, it just means that somebody said it's pink. So uh, overall, I, I do think, like I said, we have, to, we have to continue to look at our history. We have to continue to look at how um, people are treated, things like that, uh, moving forward. But CRT is not an issue that, that we have actually in our district. Um, and what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think you answered it well, but it, it was a, just what are your thoughts on that and how do you view the district's current treatment of topics associated with it? Yeah, we, it's not something that's being taught in our schools flat out. <laughs> how do you feel about the school district's use of standardized testing? And do you think we are seeing good results from them? Great question. Um, I, you know, I think instantly when we think about standardized tests, we think of things like, you know, the ACT, SATs, things like that. Um, I think there's a lot of debate now on how they apply, uh, how they have been created. Um, do they affect one population differently or, you know, are they made or geared towards uh, one population or another differently? So there's been some discussion about that. Um, you know, standardized tests within the classroom. Um, you know, I think there there's room for it. Um, and, and going forward, I think we just always have to be reviewing it and seeing how it's used and, and is it really best for to, to measure certain student outcomes. Um, you know, I know working in a college environment, a lot of schools have moved away from certain standardized tests. Um, and that might be the future, but I think we have to keep an eye on it and, and work on what's best for, for us and our district with it. Okay. Uh, moving along from the curriculum questions, what are your thoughts on the district's fiscal policy? On the district's what? Uh, uh, fiscal policy. Yeah, I think, um, I think our district has done a a pretty good job. I think there's probably been some stumbles along the way. Um, one thing that I do know is that we haven't had a tax increase in somewhere between like 15 and 18 years. So there's some students like yourself who've been born, been in the district, and have never seen uh, a tax increase. And it's a, it can be a complicated situation, but at the end of the day, um, it means that we don't necessarily have the funding that some of our other schools that are around us have. Um, when, you know, when you take a look at the history of that, it can cause things 
maintenance on buildings or extending out, um, replacing computers when they need to be replaced. Uh, so, so that can be pretty difficult. And that's kind of the hand that the district has to work with um, until voters can approve, can decide to approve um, a, a tax increase. So that has been something that's been difficult. Um, obviously, COVID had, had a huge effect and, and it still had an effect on our you know, financial future uh, that we're looking at. I was just at the last board meeting and I know uh, our fiscal officer, I think she referred to it, and I don't want to quote her exactly, but it was something like that, that our budget is challenging at this point. Um, so I hope that we can work with the community going forward in finding what the best uh, solution is for us from a fiscal standpoint. How do you feel about the district's current distribution of funding? Just in general, so like how much is spent on teacher salaries versus improving buildings? feel that the funding provided by Prop S was spent? Um, I think it's a difficult situation. Um, I think, and I've talked to so many people about this, and everybody has kind of a different opinion. Um, I think we got caught into a situation where it was um, hard to, um, it, it was a difficult situation because things were increasing, prices were increasing. Um, you know, as, you know, in real time, basically. Uh, so we got to a point where it was getting pretty crazy, but we had already started with some of our work. So we couldn't just leave it half done. That would not be in the best interest. Um, so I think we've gotten through some of those projects. Unfortunately, probably not as many as we would want. Uh, hopefully we can make a priority of some of those other projects going forward. I know that the uh, superintendent and his staff have worked with the community to uh, look at what the priorities are going forward. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm confident, or I guess I feel good about the uh, direction that that has taken and that we can uh, continue to move 
forward and, and, and maybe even do more. Uh, how would you try to help with the staffing issues within the district? issues, I think we have to, well, again, first have to make sure that we're still com- still with a competitive wage. I know seven, eight years ago when I started with the HR uh, committee, they were having problems uh, a lot of times with filling sub-positions. So, you know, this isn't something brand new. Uh, but I think making sure that we have a district that people want to come to, that uh, people want to work for, making sure that wages are staying competitive. Those are the sorts of things that will help draw people in Um, and and make sure that we're getting the word out about how great our district is, about the excellent uh, co-workers that they can have, the excellent students that are in the district. Um, I think it it gives people that, that kind of pride that they want to work for. So I think all of those things together can can help us moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you do to try to help the students within the district? Well, I think first of all, you got to listen to the students. You know, I was obviously a student within a school district once myself, and I've always been the kind of person who's um, been involved and wanted to have their voice heard and wanted to to lean in to be a part of the conversation. So I think we have to first listen to, to what the students want. Um, some of the students I, you know, have talked to have uh, expressed concerns uh, about certain classroom subjects, or they have expressed concern about, um, you know, different graduation. I mean, we even have things about snow days and how we do that. Different people have different concerns. So we got to start by listening. And, and then we can kind of come up with a play of well, what are those issues, and then we can start to address them. Um, I'm really excited with this position to be able to just go to different buildings and see see the staff, see the, the teachers, see the students, and have some discussions with them. Now, with the prevalence of mass shootings in America, how do you feel about the safety of our school district? I'm sorry, can you repeat the first part? Sorry. Uh, With the prevalence of mass shootings in America, how do you feel about the safety of our district? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we've gotten to a point in our history where, sadly, these things are becoming more common. Um, I think our district has done a good job in trying to um, address uh, things like this before they were to, to take place. Uh, I know I've already seen different um, emails go out from the district when people have uh, made reports, when students have turned in reports or concerns about other students, and those issues have been addressed right away. So I've been very happy with how they've dealt with that so far this year. Um, I think in the long term, there's a lot of mental health issues, too, that we have to look at. So we have to keep... um, we have to keep providing funding, providing resources, so that uh, students aren't, uh, or anyone, is, is feeling that they uh, are, are getting to that point where they would uh, cause something like that. It's a huge concern, um, but we do have to, you know, continue on, and we're, we're living our daily lives. We have to be very cautious, and we have to take things seriously. So I'm, uh, 
been very pleased with where our district has been uh, with handling those sorts of things and planning so far from everything that I've seen. Uh, speaking of mental health, do you think there's an issue with mental health in our schools? Is there an issue with mental health? I mean, I think not even just in the schools, it's just in general, right? We've, we obviously have issues with um, how uh, the Internet is used. You know, we're seeing issues of cyberbullying still is, is a big issue. Um, we've seen things where people are, are, are turning to images online and comparing themselves to it, right? If you're, if you're getting a constant barrage of how you're supposed to look or how you're supposed to talk or walk, um, you, you, that, can take, that can play a role into how you feel about yourself. Um, so, yes, I do think there's a, a, a lot of mental health issues within our country. Um, I think the positive is that we've become more open to talking about them, and I hope that that is filtering down to students to feel more comfortable in, um, in, in getting the help that they need and asking for help. And then we're also starting to recognize more of the signs where people maybe need help and need to be reached out to. Uh, do you think that schools should educate students about different sexual identities? I think schools are a place where we are learning about our world. And there are different sexual identities within our world. So is it something that we hold a class on? Not, not necessarily, but just like we talk about um, other gender-based topics or other roles that are out in our society, we can include that. I think we've, we've developed over time. Um, our, our society is changing, and, and that's, that's okay, and it's nothing to be scared of, um, but we have to recognize that we're in an environment where really we're, we're trying for everybody to feel as comfortable as they possibly can, and I, and I don't want to see a situation where we have students who are uncomfortable with themselves because we're not um, addressing them in the way that they would like to be addressed. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that schools should limit what information is available in their libraries? I don't, I, I think that there, there's a pathway of how information gets to our libraries, right? First of all, it starts out with we hire and train an excellent uh, staff of librarians so when you're specifically talking about the libraries, you're talking about the staff that is working within our libraries. They're, they're highly trained, highly educated folks. They're going through a lot of information on what should be, um, what should we put into different grade levels? How do we introduce topics? Um, there's just so much that go, you know, it's not just shelving the books, right? There's so much that goes into the job that they do. Um, so first of all, we have to kind of respect their role in that. Once, once it's kind of gone through and culled through and determined what we're going to put into the library, um, we also have to respect that the teachers and the staff there are doing their best to, to try to um, introduce books and topics and research that's out there um, to students and helping them to um, not only learn but question things. So, you know, I know that our district has had a lot of discussion about books and concerns about books, and I, and I really advertise and, and highlight to people that our 
district has policies where if people are concerned about books that are within them, they can be brought to a committee that is made up of students and um, parents and teachers and staff who will read through the book and determine if it is still an appropriate book um, to be in our schools. To date, from what I know, there's either been zero or very few books that have been pulled um, through that process. Um, and I think that shows that we have a great process in place for that. Uh, do you think that parental influence over the schools is important? I think parental involvement is important. Right? Um, as a parent, I'm not studying the curriculum. I'm not trained. Uh, Y'all don't want me to be the one to, to kind of come up with lessons and set curriculum. Um, but I think it is important for parents to be involved, to talk with teachers, to you know ask questions about um, what are you know what are students going to be learning this semester. It's not always an easy job. You know, once you get to a certain level, your your child may have six or seven teachers throughout the day. So it's a lot to keep up with. Um, and I think it is important for parents to be um, involved in understanding how the district's running, um, what information is out there, what are kids learning, to be a part of all of that process. It's not for them to, to set the direction of it. Um, when you have thousands of kids uh, that are that are throughout the district, no one plan is going to meet the needs of every student. Um, so I, I appreciate that the that we have that flexibility for our teachers and our staff to um, to modify and to uh, to really work towards each individual child's um, needs. How would you keep everyone's voices heard as a member of the Board of Education? I think it's, it's really important, first of all, to uh, encourage folks to come out and to talk about things. Unfortunately, we've kind of gotten to this point in our society where it's a lot of finger pointing. I'm right, you're wrong, and that's it. Um, so we need to have more discussions uh, with everybody. We need to, to have a little bit more of the middle ground. I hope that we're understanding that we are – we're all different people, and all of our families are going to have different needs, um, and that we can modify those things for our different families. But just because something isn't right for my family doesn't mean it's not right for your family. Um, so I hope that we're we're having more of those discussions. Uh, I think our district has done a great job um, with trying to get people's voices out there. I know I'm going to a roundtable here on Wednesday on uh, busing needs. Um, it's been open to the whole district. Anybody can come out. And I really appreciate opportunities like that to, to talk with other folks, to hear what, what they've got to say. Um, I think we do need to do uh, a, a little bit better job of reaching out and trying to pull parents in. We know it's, it's difficult. We know everybody is busy. But I think there's uh, things that we, you know, can increase levels on. You know, are, are we having, are people tuning into our board meetings and really listening to what's going on? Are we um, getting parents out to our PTOs to be involved in from that direction? Not that they're just hearing one buzzword or one phrase.
phrase that somebody says and then getting upset, but being a part of the process all the way through. Uh, we have a great district, and, and the more people we can get involved in moving everything forward, I really think the better. Uh, do you think that more vaccines should be required for students or teachers? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a very much a, a trust the science kind of person. Uh, I know I grew up in an era where there were certain vaccines that we had to have to um, to be in school. I know there are uh, specific exemptions that people can apply for um, and that are reviewed, but I do think the um, health and welfare of of our schools overall is a top priority. Um, so I, I would, uh, and I always do, and, and always will uh, turn to the scientists to help us understand what sort of immunizations we need, what sort of um, any medical uh, procedures, anything like that, anything medical. Uh, I, I turn to the doctors and the scientists. Um, who are studying that to, to help us make those determinations. Uh, how, how much direct control do you think the Board of Education should have over schools? It, it's, it, it's fairly limited, right? We don't have, the boards don't have a lot of direct control over any of the schools. Like I was saying before, the board kind of helps to steer the ship. state or federal government regulation of school districts? Tourism is a great 
think it's a little bit of an overstep for the state to, to push back the start date of school just because of that. Um, so sometimes that, that can be a little bit problematic. Okay. Uh, I'm about done here now. So uh, thank you for one, for everything you've said today. Uh, so now what is, uh, what is one more thing you would like the voters to know about you and your candidacy? I think if there's something that I want folks to know about is that um, I'm I'm here to listen to real problems that our district is having and coming up with real solutions. Um, we all have concerns, and we definitely want to discuss those. But I know going forward, we're going to have to have real strong leadership to make um, make some big decisions. And I think I'm a level-headed enough person. Uh, to enter that arena and, and do that, um, I think I want to. I want to make sure that our district is moving in the right direction, moving forward, and that we're looking at the needs of all of our students and their families. We, everybody's different. Um, backgrounds are very different. Um, people's needs are very different, and I want to make sure that we are we're adjusting and, and have the room to adjust for each of those needs. Um, we have some great uh, completion rates, some great graduation rates. I want to keep those up. So I think all of that together kind of makes me uh, a candidate that I feel that people should vote for in April. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that's it. All right. Ellen, thank you so much for taking this interview. Right. I hope you enjoy, no problem. enjoy the rest of the Yeah, it was great. When, uh, can I ask, when are you... When are you guys going to publish this? Uh, the paper will come out sometime in March. I, I just need to get these interviews early because some people don't respond right away. Uh, thank you for right. responding. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I, I certainly understand that. It happens in the work world all the time. <laughs> um, and you, we, are you able, and I don't know if this is, I don't know what you guys, what your rules are. Are you able to send me a copy of what you recorded? Uh, yeah, I can send you a copy of the recording, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you email that to me. That would be great. I'll email it to you right now. Okay. Have a good Sounds day. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. All right. Thank you for taking this interview. All right. All right. Take care. Take care.